Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today for Talking Tuesdays with Carmelita. I am your host, Carmelita McRoy, and I'm glad you have joined me today. And today, I'm going to be talking to Miss Kimmy Johnson. And uh, Miss Kimmy Johnson is going to be talking to us about her parenting style and how she does it. She is a wife, a mother of two children with two additional children, which she has four children all together in her home. She is a publisher of Purpose Driven Women Magazine and now Purpose Pals LLC. She is a woman of purpose who believes in helping other women gain clarity about their purpose. And now she has uh, is going on to new and great things in her life. We want to know how she does all this while raising a household full of children and a husband. So, Kimmy, how are you doing today? Hello. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for inviting me on this podcast. Um, I'm very delighted to be here. Well, thank you for having uh, saying yes to uh, me asking you. Um, I have you on here today because you have a unique uh, parenting style and unique situation in your household. We're going to get a little bit more into that um, in a minute, but first, tell me a little bit about your children. Yeah, so I have four amazing kids in the household, as you mentioned. Um, My son is 11 years old. His name is Kamari. Uh, My daughter is two years old. Her name is Kirsten. Then I also have my two nieces, um, Angelia. She is six years old. And then Markayla, she is five years old. And each of them have, like, unique personalities that keep our household going, okay? (laughs) And, and believe me, I know, after raising eight kids, I mean, I tell, the first thing I start off with when I'm talking is telling people, there is no one way of parenting. It, it, it can't be. You know, some people have tried to do it the way other people do it. You can't. Every child has a different personality. You know, from when you had Kamari, you had one. How has parenting changed from when you started raising him or how you perceived parenting to be at that time when he was born? Wow, um, that's like 11 years ago. I tell you, like, it has changed a whole lot um, from the perspective of growth within myself. Um, I was a new mom. Um, At that time, I was a single mom. And so that tells you a lot about that dynamic right there. Um, A black mom raising a young black boy, you know, just wanting to get everything right in this world. Um, And so what has changed for me is the type of wisdom and experiences I have had uh, along the way with raising him. You know, that first kid, everything is dramatic. You know, you just like, well, for me, I panicked about everything, you know, and so now it's like, oh, she just failed and bumped her knee. She'll be okay, (laughs) you know, or before I respond and, you know, do that, I wait to see how they're going to respond, you know. And so um, I think the main thing is just those experiences with teaching uh, Kamari and raising Kamari has helped to develop me as a parent with uh, raising the other children. Um, As far as the challenges, uh, yeah, it's definitely – different having four kids versus one. So I have to be creative with, like, my time management. That's the big one, time management, right, and um, just learning how to balance everything. And and then, like I mentioned before, each kid has their own personality. So being able to reach every kid where they are, you have to be able to adjust because they're not all the same. So I would say 
that has been like my biggest uh, takeaway from having one kid to having four kids now. Wow. Yeah, I can only imagine they're all, when they're all young. I mean, yeah, things do get kind of dramatic sometimes and you have to just calm it down. But when you talk about how um, the second one, I think about that commercial, I think it was a Huggies commercial. Remember that first one? They was like, oh, oh, oh. By the second one, the mama was throwing the second one in the shower with the daddy here. Take get a shower, shower. That's exactly what I thought yes. about when you were seeing that commercial. <laughs> yes, I remember that commercial, and that's exactly where I am with that. It's like you you realize that, it's, you know, everything is not that big of a deal, right? I mean, and it's because you have experience. You know that it's not going to be the end of the world. You know that they're going to recover. You know that it's going to be okay. And most importantly, because we're talking to moms, you you realize that it's okay to make mistakes. Like you can come back from that, right? Yes, yes. It's not the end of the world. When you make a mistake, it's like, okay, I did this. Now, some people make a mistake with one child, but just think, when you have the next one, you have enough you know, time to improve what you did before, you know? And, you know, it's, it's okay. Because, you know, kids forget things. Now, I don't know about these kids. This, this new, uh, as they say, this uh, 2020 uh, pandemic babies, they're going to be remembering everything. They know everything when they come out. These little busy babies. Um, but, you know, it's a, these kids are a lot different now, and they do remember. Um, how do you deal with when things happen in the family of helping your children um, to um, be able to deal with the changes? Because so you had your son and your daughter, and then now you have your nieces. How have you been able to deal with the changes and help, helping them adjust to the change? The biggest thing was communication for us. Um, it really wasn't uh, that – well, it was a concern with my daughter, but because she was so young at the time, um, communicating with her, you know, we didn't, we didn't think it would be as effective, but definitely with my son, just having that conversation at the very beginning of things. Hey, this is what's unfolding. This is what we may have to do. I'm wondering what your thoughts are about this. I'm wondering what your feelings are. So that he felt like, uh, a part of the change that he felt like we were interested in how it was going to impact him. Um, for my daughter and even for my son, uh, we just had to make sure that as we went into this transition of adding two additional kids to our home is that we did not lose touch in sight of them and their needs. And so we have to be intentional about, like, creating spaces where they still have that one-on-one -on -one time and they still have that uh, environment where they feel like we are still, like, family, they still have access to mom and dad. We're not too busy focusing on the change that we forgot about them. And so that was our main thing and continues to be our main thing is communication. Um, I will even go back and uh, piggyback and say that uh, prayer is really that first thing that even comes before co uh, communication because we all know that God knows what's best in all circumstances and situations. So definitely starting out with that, lay the foundation, and then just carrying on with that communication. Now adding my nieces into the household um, we carry forth with that communication. We put resources in place to help our family function better, to help meet them at their needs, you know, mm -hmm. to help meet us as a family at our needs. 
and uh, really honing in on family time so no one feels neglected because, um, again, kids are different. They need different levels of attention. Uh, they communicate differently. Like for my son, I've noticed that he will open up more to me when it's just that mommy and son time. We can be out mm. to eat or, you know, going for a walk, and then he'll just start, you know, uh, sharing things. Um, there was a time where he shared that he felt like, you know, all of the attention was going to the girls and not him. And so I was thankful that he shared that with me. And so I then became creative. You know, I went to my husband. He created some time to have that one-on-one time with him. I created time to have one-on-one time with him uh, because that's the last thing that we want either of the children to feel. Oh, definitely, definitely. And so I go to my next question with this. How is it that you teach your children about God in the household? Because we're Christian women and because I'm a Christian, I'm always going to bring up God wherever I'm in. So I definitely have to ask, what is your training? Because maybe someone doesn't know, you know, how to train their children to know about God and to love God and know that God loves them and that they can you know, go to him and pray to him. What, what, are, what are you doing in, in that area of helping your children gain a relationship with him? Yeah, I think that's extremely important. I think it first starts out with just leading by example, right? Uh, Kids watch and take in, like, everything around them. And so they see me praying. They see me reading my Bible. They see me meditating. You know, Saturday mornings they wake up and they see me, you know, uh, doing my my morning routine, my my praying and and reading my Bible, uh, my journaling. And so they know, okay, that's mommy time. That's her personal time. So, you know, leading by example is the biggest thing, but also we have time for family prayer, you know, where each kid has an opportunity to pray. And, of course, we're not looking at, the, you know, how they formulate their words and all of that kind of stuff, but just getting them in the routine of talking to God. You know, um, unfortunately, with COVID and the pandemic, uh, we don't go to church as often, but definitely with my son and my daughter, uh, more so with my son, um, we were in church, you know. Bible study. Uh, we didn't have Sunday school at my church, but we definitely did have church on Sunday mornings. Um, he saw me on a praise and worship team. He saw me on a praise dance team. So he saw that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And so getting them involved in the process with, with what works for your family. Um, I have a friend, she does a devotion time at dinner. You know, whenever the family is having dinner, they go through this devotional book as a family together, uh, what has what has helped and fits well with my family and our dynamic is we we start every week off in prayer, you know, on Sundays, you know what I mean? And if we miss a Sunday, okay, we just get back on it. And so I think it's just mainly uh, leading by example and including them um, in in your lifestyle. Yeah, of course, of course. Now, um, since your nieces have come in, I'm going to say that it's sort of like a blended family, even though it's not – uh, two different um, people coming together with their children. It's still a blended family because they're cousins, but their cousins is living together now. So how have they adjusted coming in, you know, blending in with the family? And I know that, you know, this is um, uh, something that's, that's not totally new. But this time I think it's more for longevity. How are they adjusting and coming in, you know, to the uh, a blended family because it's going to be blended now? 
Yeah, you're right. I, I can agree with that that terminology, uh, blended family. Um, I think at the beginning it was a little tough for them just because they were away from their home and entering into a new home. Uh, the plus was that it wasn't, you know, too foreign to them because they know auntie, they know uncle, they know cousins, right? But just an adjustment. Um, one of the things that we did when they first got here is let them know it's not about mine and yours. This is ours, right? And so um, that was a biggie with the toys. That was a biggie with the room and, you know, things like that to let them know, no, this is ours. We are a family now. We share, you know, what's ours is yours. So you don't have to, like, walk around as if you're uncomfortable. Just So going the extra mile to make them feel comfortable. Um as it relates to just, like, uh, spats and stuff between the siblings, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I point back to the communication piece and, and letting them know, like, it's not really an option whether or not you're going to get along. You are going to get along. You are going to be respectful. Um, and so what what do we have to do to get to that point? Well, we communicate, you know. Sometimes you have to do those timeouts and things like that. Um, yeah. But. I think for me, uh, in our dynamic, the biggest thing was just making sure they felt welcome and making sure our children felt like and felt like and also understood that although this was kind of like a disruption in their norm, it wasn't going to take away uh, in any way the love that we have for them. Um, and so that that seemed to work well for us. Um, I will also say that every day is a process. Um, I don't think that there is, like, ever, you know, a time when you're dealing with blended families or just, you know, family altogether that you just hit that point where you've arrived. You're always learning. You're always pivoting, always changing things. Um, We've also learned that while we give our son and daughter that one-on-one time, it's important for our nieces to have that one-on-one time as well. Um, And so, yeah, we just include them. We don't make them feel you know, as if, okay, we have two kids and then you all are just visiting. No, this is our family. And so I found that that has really made a big difference. Okay. So I have to bring your husband in there. Being a wife and a mother, um, has there been challenges with parenting with your spouse? Do you all think a lot? Do you all think differently? Because we have that in households now. Sometimes mom and dad want to parent differently. Sometimes they blend on it. How is that going for you? I would say initially um, with my son, uh, because my husband is not my son's father, um, he was there from a very young age, um, and both of us were young. You know, I was a young parent. He was definitely new to parenting, not having any children. Um, And so that gave us an opportunity to hash all of that stuff out, like learning how he was raised versus how I was raised. Like uh, uh, an example, uh, (laughs) I don't know if he would like me sharing this, but I will. Um, An example would be something as simple as like going in the refrigerator, you know, and getting a snack. It doesn't bother me because my mom, you know, was open like that. But in his household, you know, or from his beliefs, he feels like don't keep going in and out that refrigerator, ask for what you want. Want, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and for me, it doesn't bother. It doesn't bother me. 
Um, but you just learn to pick your battles. You learn how to have a united front. Um, you yeah. know, if there's something that I don't agree with or if it's something that he doesn't agree with, rather than having that conversation in front of the kids, let's wait until we get, you know, to ourselves so that we can talk about it and also create a plan. Um, now, my husband, he is more strategic. Um, he sees things a different perspective than I do. Sometimes I'm just blinded by love and emotion, I guess, and he <laughs> that sees it for what it is. And so I appreciate that about him. Now, it took me some time to embrace that, but mm-hmm. now I recognize that that's a benefit to our family. And so, you know, I'll go to him and say, hey, this is what's happening. I've tried everything that I know to do. You know, uh, what what's your suggestion? You know, and or how can we, especially if it's something like maybe one of the kids got in trouble at school and we get an email about mm-hmm. it or a teacher calls, And before that kids get home, if we have an opportunity to talk, we'll go ahead and create our plan. So when they come home, we have our plan in place. There's no plan on mom and then coming back and telling dad, you know, we we cancel all of that, you know. And so, um, yeah, just embracing his differences. And I'm sure if he had to uh, say something, he probably has to embrace my differences as well. And knowing that – it's good to have the soft approach and it's good to have that more disciplined approach. And the way that he approaches things isn't wrong and the way that I approach things isn't wrong. And I can't take yeah. credit for that. A counselor actually, you know, had to point that out to us. It's like, hey, uh, the way he does things isn't wrong because I'm telling you it was a process. <laughs> it was a process. Hey, you know, the way that he does things isn't wrong and the way that she does things isn't wrong. You all just have to find a way to come together and make it work as a team. And that's what we did. And and that's definitely true for somebody who's listening out there because I have noticed that a lot of parents have issues because of the kids, the way someone's parenting, the way someone's disciplined, um, especially if they're a single parent in different households. Kids will play on the parent about one thing and the other. And even when you're co-parenting, you have to come together. That is one of the things that, um, I have to say that I, I didn't really have that with my kids. Um, I think <laughs> in the end, I have to say I was being more of a shack bully, as they would say. I let their dad know I'm the one. They living with me. The rules go here. That's it. And I don't, I'm on nothing else said about it, you know. So I was kind of mean about mine. I'm just going to keep it real. Cause my kids say, no, mama, uh, daddy really didn't have no say so. No, he didn't. He sure didn't. But, you know, that's for another day and another story. But. <laughs> But one thing I did do, though, was that I think when they got to the point, like when they got older and toward their teen years, he got to the point where something was going on in his house. He would call me and be like, they're doing it. And then I was like, I don't care no more now. You better deal with what's going on in your house, not deal with what's going on in my house. Right, right, right. I had started doing that, but then I, you know, now that I think back on it, I really did make it to where. You, you don't make no rules. I make the rules. You know what I'm saying? But when they got older, I'm like, you better deal with what's going on in your house. I deal with what's going on in mine. But I think at the beginning of mine, I wanted to make sure that my kids did not have a uh, confusion about how they were being raised. Because sometimes when they are in split homes when you're single, that other person may be having matured. You know, I'll say that in parenting or doing things. And you are, and you're trying to do one thing with them. And they don't at the point where right now they're not really mature you know, to make other decisions for the children. So when you come into um, a marriage with someone, and, and luckily you know, your husband, I'm not going to say luckily, but he didn't have any other children. So 
Um, yeah, I ain't gonna say luckily somebody gonna get offended. <laughs> but he didn't have any children and y'all came in and you all had time to deal with your son. Um, you know, because you had those years before you had Kirsten. So you had those years for you all to improve. You know, some people don't get that time, you know, to improve right. things. The kids kind of get in the middle of those battles, you know, as they get older. But I do like to think that that's one thing I always did. Do not discuss anything to me or with me in front of the kids. I don't play that. We gonna, You have to call me yeah. on the phone or we need to go to another room or something because they try to play that stuff back and forth. I don't I don't like that when people do that. Don't argue in front of the kids. But sometimes we have started and we have to be like, oh, no, okay, let's stop this conversation. And, you know, we yeah. have to go to um, uh-uh, because, you know, sometimes you, you don't think. You just be like, up, 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 and you don't be like, okay, wait a minute, hold up. Let's, let's have this conversation somewhere else. The kids be right there. Ears big as I don't know what, listening in on everything going on. <laughs> yes, and, you know, I, if I can speak to that, we have, we have had situations like that, you know, and even some situations where we didn't pull it back. Um, but the most important thing is to come back with that united front, talking to those kids, hey, this is what happened, um, we had a disagreement, you know what I mean, and just really talking it out with them. But, yeah, I would agree at all costs not to do it at all. But if you slip, know that you can come back by just having that conversation, being honest. They don't need to know all the details, but just, hey, yeah, I, listen, I did not like daddy at that moment, and daddy did not like mommy at that moment, but we still love you. Each other and we gonna work through you know we don't work yes. through this. Yes. <laughs> okay. So my next question is do you take time out for yourself as a busy parent? Why or why not? Oh yes, I, I have to um there was a time that I wasn't as intentional about mm-hmm. it, but and I used to have guilt around it, you know, um, especially when I'm buying something for myself. I'll be like, oh, man, I could have bought them a toy or I could have bought, you know, some shoes, just anything. I could have <laughs> took them out. You know, I'll find some way to spend that money on them rather than myself. But I was like, you know what? Ha- you know that saying where it's like happy wife is a happy life? I feel yeah. like happy mom is a happy family, you know, and so – I deserve to be happy. I deserve to uh, make some time for myself. And then I also realize that I function better. Now, I have to be creative with it because having four kids, uh, and it may be like a Kimmy thing where I don't feel as comfortable asking somebody to watch four kids rather than asking somebody to watch one or two. You know what I mean? And so I I have to get creative with my time. And so I'll, you know, use my personal day at work, you know, or some annual leave time during the day. So that way, you know, I know everybody is situated and I know I have eight hours I can use to myself before I have to go back in mommy <laughs> mode. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I do that. And then, you know, even alongside of that, I have to make sure I'm intentional about spending time with my husband, especially after adding two additional kids to the house. So we have to, even if we have to do staycations, you know, we have to figure out ways yeah. to get away, uh, you know, and, and be creative to have that time together. Um, so, yeah, I definitely have that mommy time. I believe in it. I'm intentional about it. I put myself on the schedule just as I would put a cheerleading game on the schedule or anything else, you know. I yeah. am on that schedule. And so that goes to the next question. You already answered it by taking time out for YouTube. 
as well to be away from the kids. And that is so very important. I learned that I, you know, I've been married and divorced. And I learned that after I learned a lot of things, you know, after you get through and you, you kind of look over things and say, what happened, what went wrong, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes you look at that date night for parents is very important. Uh, vacation away together with our kids is very important. Know that in parenting, you guys need that time together. You have to. Because one thing I used to hear people say when I was younger, and when I got older, I realized what they were saying. They told um, I remember somebody, I went to something at church with my grandparents and this man was speaking, but I remember it so well as a kid, like this was some kind of parenting, uh, marriage thing or something, I don't know. I just remember the man saying, as a couple, you have to make sure your relationship is right and stop putting the kids before your relationship because kids grow up and leave home. And at that yes. time, I didn't know what that meant, but as I got older, I said, now I know what he's saying, because I've known people who've been married, everything's about the kids, running the kids here, doing the kids for the kids here, doing this for the kids, the kids, the kids. The kids can leave home, and the parents sitting there looking at each other like, who are you? Mm-hmm. While we were doing all this parenting, working, getting busy, we didn't get to know each other. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, someone listening, that's a part of parenting as well. If you are married... You need to make time for your spouse, and you guys have to make sure your relationship is together, and you have to do things without your children, without feeling guilt. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. it also gives you an opportunity to, to like, date each other and not talk about business all the time because on a day-to-day basis, you're talking about business. You're talking about who's going to pick the kids up, who's going to drop them off, what are we having for dinner, you know, who got to be here at this time, what bill do this week, did you make that deposit, you know, just all of the <laughs> The stuff of family business, but when you can get away, you can just focus on one another and rekindle that love, and then, you know, it sets that tone and a good example for your kids because they can tell when you're at odds and when you're not at odds, even if you didn't have an argument in front of them. They can feel that that uh, energy. Oh, yeah. And so once you're feeding into your, your, your relationship, and that's not just your relationship, but that's yourself too because they can – I know my kids, they're very in tune. They can tell if I'm off. And so I find that it just helps the family operate better when you take out that time for you. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, how do you handle being a businesswoman and working while parenting? Oh, goodness. It's, it's, it's balance, and I, I really hesitate to use that word because balance is interesting all in itself. But, I mean, like you really do have to learn your balance. I don't think there's like this equation for balance that applies to everyone, but I believe that you can find balance in your own way. So it goes back to being creative. Um, like right now, I'm utilizing this lunch hour to have this, uh, this do this call. Um, you have to be creative. You have to make sacrifices. So I have to wake up at 5 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning to start my morning routine just to have, like, a peace of mind before the household gets going. I have to work late at night. You know, the kids are in bed by 8.30, 9 o'clock. And so sometimes I have to work late in the, in the night uh, just to get uh, projects done. I have to be willing to invest in help, you know, recognizing that I can't do everything. There was a time when I first started, uh, we talked about 
Purpose Driven Women magazine. I think you mentioned that early on. Um, when I mm-hmm. first started that magazine, I was wearing every single hat in that company, in that, you know, in that business to make that go. And and I I realized that I can't function in that way, right? And so I had to just be willing to make the sacrifices and recognizing that, hey, I need help. And so not being afraid to step out and get help and delegate and having some trust to, to in that person to be able to do what needs to be done. Um, so, yeah, so just to sum it up, I would say, like, just being uh, sacrificing your time, being creative, you know, you know, it goes back to sacrificing. I could be eating my lunch right now, but I say, you know what, I'm going to do this call. I want to do this call, so I'm going to sacrifice my lunch hour. Um, when I have projects and timelines to meet, I'll sacrifice some sleep time um, and, and just really having that time management um, and balance can help you yeah, as like yeah. a mom, as a mompreneur, as they call it. Yeah, yes. Now, our last question, what would you say to moms who feel overwhelmed out there, and but they won't admit it? Um, what would you tell them to do when they're feeling overwhelmed? Because they may be a wife or they may be single, but they're raising children and working and they have a business. And a lot of times I know that moms, it's almost like the world makes you feel like if you say, hey, I'm overwhelmed. I feel depressed. I don't feel right today. People try to judge you. So a lot of women hold it in. What would you tell those women who are overwhelmed, feeling anxiety with parenting? Yeah, the first step um, is to just acknowledge where you are and know that it's okay to be where you are. It's okay to feel what you feel. Um, And I've noticed, I mean, I've uh, mentioned counseling a couple of times on this call. I'm an advocate for counseling. And one of my counselors told me, uh, and it stuck with me for years, that compassion is incomplete if it does not include yourself. And that was powerful to me because as moms, we give, we give, we give, we give, but we never replenish our cup. And so the first thing is just to recognize that you are overwhelmed, recognize that you are depressed, recognize that you need help or whatever is up for you because suppressing it isn't going to make it go away, right? And then when you identify that and you you come to terms with that and you're not embarrassed about, you know, uh, sharing your truth around that, then the next step is to get some help. You know, maybe you need mom coaching. Um, Carmelita, like you are mom coach, you have experiences that you can share, different things like that. So maybe you need to reach out to a, a coach that can help you get organized or, you know, a counselor that can help you see, you know, different things that maybe your friends can't help you see. Um, building yeah. a support a, a team of support with your friends, you know, with your family, however that comes. If you don't have that, some people don't. Maybe you're living in an area where you're new and you're having to, you know, find different people, and we know these are our babies, so we don't just trust them with anybody. Um, maybe we, you know, uh, like I said, get creative. You know, maybe you, if you can, take a day off from work. You know what I mean? Just to have that time for you. But definitely just admit where you are and know that it's okay to not be super – man, I took my cape off a long time ago, okay? And I, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not trying to be nobody's superwoman. I'm going to cry in front of them kids. If I need to cry, I'm going to let them know mommy need a minute. 
I did an interview one time with this lady, and she told me about the uh, red, the red construction paper, yellow construction paper, and green. Red means talk. Can come talk to mommy right now. (laughs) Yellow means okay, you can talk, but I only got a little bit. And then green means it's go time. Utilize that stuff to train your kids about boundaries, and and then you you also let them see that mommy is human too. She is tired. She needs a nap. So you go over there and read a book while I sleep. It's okay. It is okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, on like, Saturday morning. Show, they show me acting like you wrong when you try to do that. You be like, I'm not trying to be mean. I just need a minute. Yeah, I need a minute. Um, on Saturday morning, sometimes I like to sleep in. You know, you wake up early all throughout the day, Saturday or Sunday, you may want to sleep in. So I had to get creative. I started putting cereal in a bowl. I will measure out the milk in one of their cups, a cup that has a top on it so they don't have to spill it. I will have them plastic spoons on the counter. Now, I can't do this so much for Kirsten, but I did do this for my son, and I will do this for my nieces as well. When y'all get up and everybody else is still asleep, you hungry, you can go in and get your granola bar or you get that cereal, pour that milk in there, get your spoon and eat and give me a minute. <laughs> I will be up in one second. I promise you the house is not going to burn down. <laughs> I know. Okay. That's, that's honey. I make some. I got fruit snacks, pop tarts, granola bars, or fruit and grain bar. You better go in there before breakfast and get you a snack up in there. Don't you know, wake you up. Your yogurt, whatever. Apple, banana, <laughs> just have that stuff that they can grab. Yeah, and most of the times we're up. We just don't want to get up right then because, you know, yeah. we can as a mom, I know, I know how I am. You automatically have this wake up time because you're used to it. So sometimes you just want to mm-hmm. lay there, you know, and just you just want to lay there. Well, yeah, that's a good point. It's not like you're not completely sleep. You just yeah. you just don't want to move right then. Yeah, yeah. But Kimmy, I want to thank you for taking your time out and joining me today. Tell the people where they can get in touch with you because you do have a business and you do. Um, encourage women and you want to get help women with their purpose and how would they get in touch with you with your business and tell the name of it as well you've changed it yeah so uh purpose pals llc is the name of my company you can find out more about this business at purposepalsllc.com again that's purposepalsllc.com Okay, and she's also on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I am on Facebook, um, Kimmy J. Publish. You can find me there, Kimmy J. Publish. Um, Instagram, uh, Kimmy J. Publish. You can also find uh, at Purpose Pals LLC as well. Yes, okay. Well, um, thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Continue to listen in each Tuesday. Um, as we continue with season six, as we talk about parenting, how do you do it? Because everybody does it different, and there is, like Miss Kimmy said, there is no wrong way. It's just different points of view. So, and because we need to encourage and motivate parents out there right now, I will be doing this all this season for the next 15 episodes. Today is just uh, going to be our Kimmy's going to be on our third episode. This is our third episode of it. And so I just want to make sure you guys are tuning in each Tuesday because I have some phenomenal guests coming on. They're going to be talking about their different styles of parenting. Make sure to go to my website at www.carmelitamcroy.com. Get my new ebook and workbook, Time Management for Moms. And remember what I always say. 
expect it, believe it, receive it. God bless.